Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you for tuning in today. If you're a return listener, I very much appreciate the support. If you're a new listener, please hit the subscribe button on your app of choice for podcasts, whether it be Apple, which I believe is the majority of you, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could kindly leave a rating and a review sometime today, that would be very much appreciated. For those of you who don't know me, like I said, my name is Ian McLaren. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ian C. McLaren. The C stands for Cameron, if anyone's interested. I am a former news editor at The Score, mobile app based up here in Toronto, also a former contributor to SB Nation, uh, including Cup of Chowder, Fear the Fin, Second City Hockey, currently uh, in digital marketing and SEO, have a master's in theology, and have been writing about hockey for uh, upwards of 10 years now, Bruins fan since the late 80s, and it is a pleasure to chat about this team each and every day. Uh, despite the fact that they are no longer playing right now and we have to watch other teams compete for the Stanley Cup. If you want to keep up with the show on Twitter, you can do so at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can also email me at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. I think that's everything by way of introduction. And uh, let's get on with today's episode. It is Wednesday, September 16th. I hope you're all doing well, having a good week. We are almost now at the weekend. And today I thought I would open up the mailbag and answer some of your questions. And uh, got a bunch of good ones and I'm excited to address those now. So let's uh, let's dive in. The first question comes from Nick Lanciani at L-A-N-C-I 53. He asks, everyone talks about Bergeron, Chara, Krejci, and Rask possibly having their numbers retired one day, but who might deserve the honor from the new age core? That is a great question. And I don't believe there's any doubt that Patrice Bergeron, number 37, Zdeno Chara, number 33, they will both be hanging from the rafters at some point in the future. Uh, Tuka Rask, I would say, belongs up there as well as the winningness goalie in franchise history he does have his name on the stanley cup he led the team to two other eastern conference championships Uh, if they had won one of those it would be a no-brainer perhaps the fact that he didn't or has yet to lead the team to a cup as a number one goalie may cause some questions to be asked about taking that step of you know honoring number 40 in the rafters, but for me, his whole body of work warrants that kind of um, attention for sure. Krejci, that's where it gets a bit dicey. I mean, he has been one of the most important players in terms of Boston's success over the last 
10, 15 years. If he had been healthy in 2010, who knows how far the team could have gone. If they had won in 2013, I think he would have been the Conn Smythe Trophy winner that year. He led the team in scoring again this year in the playoffs. Playoff Krejci, magic, as we all know. Did he lead the team? Let me double check that. All right, well, he was in a tie for the team lead with 12 points. He had four goals, eight assists. Brad Marchand with seven goals and five assists for 12 points, 13 games each. Uh, Pasternak had 10 points in 10 games. If he had played the full 13, perhaps he would have had more than those two. At any rate, David Krejci, yeah, he has put together an incredible body of work as Boston's second-line center. Kind of debatable whether he should have his number retired, but Bergeron, Chara, 100%. Rask, you know, 80 to 90% sure. Krejci, you know, there's an argument to be made for sure. Now, in terms of the new age core, I think the guy that stands out, obviously, is David Pasternak. He is now an NHL award winner with a share of the Rocket Richard Trophy this season, leading the lead in goals with 48, tied with Alexander Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals. If he continues to perform like that year in and year out and piles up goal awards, challenges for uh, perhaps even scoring titles, if the Bruins win another cup, then, you know, things are aligning for David Pasternak to become an all-time Bruin as long as he remains healthy, remains in Boston for the majority of his career. Certainly that uh, warrants the possibility of his number being retired one day. The only other guy that I could say has a chance at that at the moment would be Charlie McAvoy. Uh, He has blossomed into a number one defenseman. If he can, you know, begin to get in the Norris trophy conversation and up his offensive game as well, then I think he could be in consideration for having his Jersey retired at some point way down the road, hopefully after a long and successful career with the Boston Bruins. The next question comes from Parker Smith at BP Smith 9191. Assuming Krug walks internally screams, who is a best case scenario of a left hand D to target trade or free agent signing? And who do you think the most likely target would be to fill the left hand defenseman hole? Well, to be honest, I don't know if they would actually look externally to fill that hole. I believe they would give ample opportunity for younger players to fill that void. It is nearly impossible to replace Tory Krug, you know, with a rookie at this point. He has taken time to develop. He's been with the Bruins for seven, eight years now and has blossomed into a very special player for the Bruins. A very, you know, high shot generator, offensive, top power play kind of guy. The candidates to replace him internally, well, Matt Grizzlich would obviously step into uh, that role for sure. Uh, He has filled in for Krug when he's been injured on the power play and kind of filling that role. I think he's kind of a Krug light. Uh, And in terms of other guys who could step in, I think you're looking at, you know, Yerho Vakaninen, you're looking at Jacobs Borrell, two 
take on bigger roles on the left side for the Boston Bruins. Don't forget, they also have John Moore under contract for three more seasons at a cap hit of $2.75 million. I think ideally they'd like to move that contract and not have to rely on Moore as a top four defenseman on the left side. Uh, this is assuming that Chara also leaves. If Chara's there, then you'd have Grizzlick and Chara and the third pair, and then the middle guy you're looking at, yeah, Zborl or Vakanainen to fill that hole. I don't think they're going to be looking to add on the blue line with the cap money that they have available to them. All indications are that they're going to be looking for scoring uh, added up front, and I don't really know if there are many players available to fill the role that Tori Krug will be leaving vacant uh, as kind of that offensive defenseman. Just looking at the cap friendly page, if we're looking at, yeah, left-handed unrestricted free agents, it's a uh, slim pickings over there for sure. Honestly, I think if the Bruins are losing Krug and perhaps even Chara, I could see them, Taking a look at Mark Borowiecki from the Ottawa Senators, not at all an offensive guy, but one of the issues that they've targeted following the loss of the Lightning is a lack of physicality on the blue line and allowing the opposition to get close to the net with too much ease, and Borowiecki could fill that uh, Chara kind of physical role uh, as a 30-year-old unrestricted free agent who only made $1.2 million. Uh, that's the kind of guy I could see them adding, and he's a left-hand shot as well. But when it comes to replacing Krug, I think they're really going to give Vakaninen and Zborl long looks and really see what they have in them. And then perhaps, you know, once the season gets going and there's a weakness there, maybe they'll make a trade at that point. But I really don't see them looking to add via free agency, especially if uh, John Moore's contract is still on the books. Before we continue, let's talk for a moment about erectile dysfunction. It's a very difficult topic to address. We usually avoid it altogether or make excuses about it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about. You can connect with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. Simple, safe, and totally discreet. You go to their website and get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started... Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. If you're feeling hungry, why not download the DoorDash app and take a look at some local restaurants who will deliver straight to your door with their new contactless delivery. Many local restaurants and even chains have been affected by COVID-19, and you can continue to support restaurants in your community safely. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. It's the app that brings your food right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. 
Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the app, select your favorite restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. The next question comes from a Sabres fan listener. That would be Jeremy T at Jeremy Tiermini. He asks, as a Sabres fan, I'm concerned about the reports that will impose an internal salary cap. Already short on talent, what moves do you think they'll make this offseason to try and be competitive? Hashtag save Jack Eichel. And are other teams considering this because of COVID? To address the second part of the question, that's certainly something that is going around the NHL. It's even something that's been raised in relation to the Bruins, whether or not they'll be a cap team or whether they will cap themselves. Um, I think you're going to see that a lot. The NHL is a gate revenue driven league and with no ticket sales being generated since you know March, and people probably sitting on their season ticket renewals as well until they know what's going on. A lot of teams will be strapped for cash. And whereas we once thought the flat cap could be a problem in terms of teams being able to fit everyone under the cap, uh, you could see a lot of cost-cutting measures in terms of roster composition as well as staffing in order to just remain afloat. Uh, I looked at the Sabres cat friendly page and it's actually quite hilarious. If you look at their forwards, they only have four forwards signed for 2020, 2021. And those four forwards take up almost 30 million against the cap. You have Jack Eichel at $10 million, Jeff Skinner at $9 million, Kyle Poso $6 million and Marcus Johansson at $4.5 million. The rest are UFAs or RFAs. UFAs, you have Wayne Simmons, Jimmy Vesey, Zambigas Gergensens, Johan Larson, Michael Frolik, and then RFAs, you have Curtis Lazar, Dominic Cahoon, Victor Olofsson, who uh, had a very impressive rookie season, and Sam Reinhart. And then on defense, uh, you have a couple guys to sign in Lawrence Pilou, although he has taken off to Europe doesn't seem like he has much of an appetite to stay in, in Buffalo. Brandon Montour is an RFA. And then our old friend Matt Hunwick is also uh, an RFA. As well as their backup goalie, Linus Ulmerich. So there could be quite a lot of turnover on the Sabres roster. It's kind of hard to see how they're going to be competitive next season without knowing what parts they'll have around Jack Eichel. Uh, as complimentary pieces. Jeff Skinner, clearly an overpay at $9 million for the next one, two, three, four, five, oh my gosh, seven seasons. Uh, longer term than Jack Eichel at this point. You know, as a Bruins fan, I would love to have Jack Eichel in Boston. I think that was something I talked about on the podcast a couple months ago during the pause. Uh, but yeah, the Sabres... A lot of question marks around this team. And uh, to be quite honest, I don't envy uh, the new management team there trying to put the pieces together at all. 
Final question comes from Rob One Cordez, who asks, who are your top three trade and free agent targets? What packages would you put together to obtain your top target? Well, I think if we're talking about packages going the other way, we've heard the likes of Jake DeBrusque, perhaps Brandon Carlo, Anders Bjork. Those are probably the three roster guys that would be up for grabs. You probably want to try to trade Nick Ritchie. You probably want to try to trade John Moore, but those would have to include sweeteners in order to get rid of those guys, I would think. In terms of trade targets, well, I mean, I just said Jack Eichel. That would be probably the number one trade target. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to say really who's available, who's obtainable. And um, I really think you've heard the Bruins link to the Edmonton Oilers. I'd like to see them try to make a run at Jesse Pugliarvi. Elliot Friedman on Sportsnet Radio the other day said the Bruins will be looking to add scoring. So you would think they'll be looking for um, younger scoring forwards who have some control on their deals, whether it be at RFAs or have some term. Um, I mean, there's some restricted free agents you could try to make a deal for, including, uh, you know, the likes of Max Domi, uh, Andreas Athanasiu, uh, Connor Brown in Ottawa, Josh Anderson, I would love to see as a Boston Bruin, Anthony Duclair. Uh, there's a lot of guys in that RFA class that I'd like to see the Bruins take a run at. Whether they can afford to go after some UFAs, I'm not really sure. You have you know, Mike Hoffman in Florida who would fit that bill. Uh, maybe they look at a guy like Alex Galchenyuk as a cheaper guy who could boost the offense, although we haven't really seen that. I really like Tyler Toffoli. He was a guy that I would have liked to have seen them add prior to the deadline. Evgeny Dadanov in Florida is also a UFA. Um, like I said, with the cap being flat and a lot of teams taking a you know approach where they'll either be trimming their spending or trying to dump salary, there could be a whole whack of players available that we don't even know about right now. So kind of uh, not a very... Specific answer, but I think the guys I mentioned on the Bruins side are the ones who could be flipped. I don't know about David Krejci being in the final year of his contract. If they have an appetite to to deal him, I wouldn't think so as they try to make one last run at a cup with this core. Uh, But those are some of the guys I could see being part of a package as well as some of the younger prospects looking to take a next step like Vakaninen's Borel. Sinition, maybe a Trent Frederick. I think Jack Sinica is pretty much untouchable for the Bruins, uh, as is, you know, Pasternak, Marchand, Bergeron, McAvoy. Other than that, um, I don't see who else wouldn't be untouchable for this team. Speaking of acquisitions, if you are looking for a tasty protein bar, I suggest looking no further than. Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Each one is soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate. They come in amazing flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, 
But the beautiful part is they are perfect for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great even if you're on the keto diet. They come in nut and nut-free flavors, and all are gluten-free. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON, you can get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Let's finish off now with some news and notes from around the NHL. The New York Islanders live to play another day after beating the Tampa Bay Lightning in double overtime in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Final. Jordan Eberle was the hero on the night scoring the game winner and forcing a sixth game on Thursday. The Lightning now hold a 3-2 lead in the series. Semyon Varlamov made 36 saves in the win, while Ryan Pulak and Victor Hedman did the scoring in regulation. Braden Point missed the game with an undisclosed injury. Apologies if you hear any background noise. There is a city truck out there right now. I don't know, pumping sewers or something like that. Anyways... Game 6, Thursday night, as the Dallas Stars await the winner. According to Tyler Sagan's Instagram, they spent the day on Tuesday golfing in celebration of their Western Conference Championship. The Washington Capitals have named Peter Laviolette as their new head coach. The Capitals were looking for an experienced, no-nonsense coach, and they got one in Peter Laviolette. He has 18 seasons of NHL experience, with the Islanders, Hurricanes, Flyers, and Predators. He won a Stanley Cup with the Hurricanes in 06, guided the Flyers and Predators to a Stanley Cup final during his tenure with the team, and will be looking to get the Capitals back to that level after winning a couple years ago but facing early exits from the playoffs in recent years. The Montreal Canadiens are reportedly close to re-signing recently acquired defenseman Joel Edmondson, could be a three to five year deal worth 3.5 to 4 million. The Canadians did acquire Edmondson from the Hurricanes uh, for a mid round pick, acquiring his rights. I've said a couple of times I could see the Bruins doing that in relation to Tory Krug, trading his negotiating rights to another team in exchange for a draft pick. Um, seems like the savvy and prudent thing to do if it appears as though he won't re sign. Speaking of defensemen re-signing, the Wild inked defenseman Jonas Brodeen to a seven-year, $42 million contract extension beginning in 2021-22. I don't really think that's comparable for Krug. He's a couple years younger than Krug um, and more of a shutdown guy. I think that is maybe a deal Brandon Carlo could be eyeing in a couple years as you know, his current deal expires. He is that kind of shutdown role guy. And, um, you know, if he hits his ceiling, then, you know, Brodeen is kind of a target for him in terms of projections. What else? Oh, yeah. Crazy story in Florida where the Panthers have parted ways with assistant coach Mike Kitchen after he allegedly kicked a player on the bench during a game this season. We've seen over the past several months, some of these stories come out in relation to you know Bill Peters, Mike Babcock with this kind of abusive behavior. And there's no details 
on who the player was, but according to sources, the alleged incident occurred in the third period of Florida's win in Minnesota on January 20th. A Panthers player threw a water bottle on the bench in frustration, dousing Kitchen, who allegedly kicked the player in response. This is from Frank Cervelli of TSN. One source described Kitchen's kick as full-on, saying he reared back and booted the player in the lower back in anger as a result of being soaked. There certainly wasn't a friendly tap of encouragement, the source said, and there's no place for anything like that in the game. Speaking of the Panthers, there is an ongoing investigation into former general manager Dale Talon, who reportedly uttered a racist slur inside the Toronto bubble. And on a more positive note, former Boston Bruins center Gregory Campbell has joined the Panthers as VP of player personnel, I think is the exact role. Uh, so congratulations to Supi for for getting a, uh, a job with the Panthers and good luck to him down there. I believe that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, a daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. I hope you are all doing well. I am keeping busy with watching some sports. Uh, as you may know, I you know live up here in Ontario, so I'm following the Blue Jays' quest for a playoff spot. Uh, still keeping an eye on basketball. Loved Jamal Murray stepping up to beat the Clippers last night. Uh, he is from the area, and uh, I'm a big fan of his. Hopefully the Celtics can rebound after a uh, pretty brutal loss to the Miami Heat in Game 1 of their series. Otherwise, I am on to Book 3 in Hilary Mantel's historical fiction series on Thomas Cromwell. This one's called The Mirror and the Light. My wife and I have started watching Sons of Anarchy as well as Good Girls on Netflix. Um, I'm also watching Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. I hadn't got to that yet, but I'm really enjoying it so far. So yeah, I hope you're all doing well. Please take care of yourselves and each other, friends. If you need anything, feel free to reach out at Ian C. McLaren on Twitter. My DM box is always open. If you have any questions or concerns or just need to vent, that's a very anxious time still. And uh, we need to be there for each other. And I'm thankful for this community of Boston Bruins fans. Uh, to help get through it all. So yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you have not already. And uh, yeah, talk to you tomorrow. Peace.